Well, hello, everyone. Mark Harrington here, and you are listening to The Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org. Also, our program is podcast on all the popular podcasting platforms, and you can follow me also on social media as well. So today, I think you're going to enjoy the program. Not that you don't enjoy all the programs, but I think especially today you're going to enjoy this one because we're going to be talking with Seth Dreyer, who is the vice president of Created Equal, my colleague here. And we're going to be going through this debate between destiny, and we'll get to him in a second, and uh, two pro-life advocates, both friends of mine and Seth, uh, Lila Rose and um, Kristen Hawkins from Students for Life for America. And let me just say up front, we're not here to critique Kristen and Lila. They're good friends of ours. They're great warriors for the cause. Uh, We're going to try to focus our attention and comments on Destiny. And by the way, Destiny is not his real name. That's a pseudo name. It's a handle uh, for his own platforms. Uh, But the reason I felt this was interesting, I watched some of it. I really couldn't watch all of it, to be honest with you. It was so frustrating, (laughs) truthfully. But uh, there's a lot of comments, a lot of of, uh, arguments that Destiny makes that I think need to be addressed. And uh, we just figured we'd take a little bit of time and do that. Uh, Just to set it up, uh, it was a two-on-one debate. Now, originally, apparently, in this this podcast called Whatever, which is a dating podcast, apparently, in the program's a date called Dating Talk. I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess just recently I saw Lila Rose on on in an episode where she had an entire group of people who were opposed to her. She did a great job on that. But you know, this obviously t- piqued my interest because we're talking about abortion. But it ended up being two on one, although there was supposed to be another uh, pro-abortion advocate on the panel and they didn't show up. So the second chair next to Destiny is occupied by a doll, which is a little creepy looking. A little, <laughs> it's a, little, a little weird. But I mean, Destiny holds its own. So we're, we're going to get to this. We're going to go through several of these quotes or these comments and, and, and his statements. Uh, the entire debate is four hours long. <laughs> so we're going to list it and link to the entire uh, debate. If you want to listen to it, watch it after we talk about it, that's up to you. Uh, it's a long debate. But um, anyway, let's just jump right into this. Okay. Uh, this is again, Destiny. This is his handle on the podcast, whatever. And so he brings forward a couple of pro-abortion arguments uh, none of these are new to us, right? Sure, I mean, they really yeah. aren't. I mean, we run into this stuff all the time on college campuses, uh, but they might be new to you. And hopefully we can address them and give you uh, a way to answer them. So here's the first uh, question. Basically, the, the, the host, Brian Atlas, basically asks Destiny for his position on abortion. So go ahead and play that clip. Uh, What is your basic stance on abortion? My basic stance is 
we try to figure out what is a person, what makes a person. person is granted some positive, some negative rights by governments, and probably morally and ethically separate from governments, we also grant people some type of right. I don't believe that a person is a collection of cells. I don't believe that a person is just a body with a brain. I think that very specifically when we speak about a person, we speak about something that has the capacity to deploy a conscious experience because that tends to be the thing that we're usually talking about when we're figuring out if somebody's alive or dead or whether or not somebody ought to be protected. When we say... A person, when we say who is suffering, we don't say what is suffering. We're not talking about a body. We're not talking about a heartbeat. We're talking about a person having an experience. So when I try to think of abortion, I try to think of who is being harmed. I would say that for 20 to 24 weeks, that's about when the scientists say that the brain has all the parts necessary to begin communicating, to have a conscious experience, that about at that point, there is some experience there that we can speak of as a who or as a person. But prior to that, the first trimester, that really experience is not happening yet. So if you want to have an abortion, there is no who that's being harmed. There's just a what, which is whatever the body is up to that point. So generally, I'm pro-choice in the first abortion up until that conscious experience has been formed because I think that's what's worth protecting because that's when we look to see when somebody's dead. So that's what we should look to see when somebody's alive. So this is the quintessential yeah. quintessential question in the abortion debate, right? was set up by in the Roe v. Wade uh, decision that the word person was redefined to exclude the unborn. Destiny basically says he doesn't believe the unborn are persons. A lot of the same arguments. Uh, how do we how do we as pro-life advocates answer Destiny's position? Well, so it's interesting. I mean, this is, as you said, not new, not new and really only with abortion, but human history, right? Where you've had groups who look at some humans and say, yes, you're human, but you're not enough, right? You have to be human plus something to be a person. Mm -hmm. So my question would be, Destiny, you were saying that humanity being a human is not enough. It's not sufficient for personhood. I mean, we would say being human is not necessary for personhood because God the Father, God right. the, uh, the Spirit are persons, but not humans, right? Right. We, reckon, we all would also say being human is sufficient. Every human is a person. So why, Destiny, have you decided you must be human plus something? And how is you saying how are when you say you have to be human plus consciousness? How is it any better than saying you have to be human plus white skin plus blue eyes? Explain that to me. That's mm -hmm. what I want to explore with him. Right. And he, he you know, continues this ba basically uh, argument all the way through the debate, by mm -hmm. the way. This is his main uh, thrust of his argument. Um, so, OK, let's go to the second clip. And. He talks about what he calls a continuing fallacy, mm. which I had to look this one up. So go ahead and play the clip. Question. Hold on. So let me address the very first thing, because you keep trying to draw like there's some like thing here that you've caught me on. The idea that I can't give you a concrete time between 20 to 24 weeks. OK, yeah. I hate to be the guy that does this in a debate, but there's something called a continuum fallacy or a nirvana fallacy. The idea that just because I can't point exactly at when something begins, that I have to say that all of it is the same or I can't point to that thing existing at all. I can't tell you when individual pieces of sand are stacked up and eventually become a pile of sand. I can't give you the exact numbers of sand that I can see for that to be. But there is a difference between an individual piece mm. of sand and a pile it's of a sand. It's a false equivalency. I, Oh, it's, it it's, is. Hold on. It's <laughs> right. It is. It, it's good. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like the guy, actually. To be honest with you. I mean, he, he, Hang he, out with him. Yeah, I could. Seriously. I mean, I, you know, he, he presents himself and in in, I, I think well. Uh, he's civil. He, he interrupts here and there. Yeah. But he doesn't attack. There was no ad hominem going on here. I mean, this was an argument he was making, a continuing fallacy. How would you answer that? Well, I mean, I think he's right. I, I, that word was new to me, too, but I'm familiar with the same thing. It's called the fallacy of the beard. You may not know the exact moment where stubble becomes a beard, but you can still say that's a beard on the man, even if you can't see the difference. And he's right. When you say, when does the fetus become conscious? That's a little hard to narrow down. Sure. But we're not asking that question. That's the difference. Good he's point. approaching with, when do you become conscious? We're not asking that. We're asking, 
when does a sperm and an egg become a distinct living whole human? So, I mean, I think he's right that, um, you know, maybe he's right that he can still tell the difference between a conscious fetus and a non-conscious fetus, though he lacks the, the moment when that would be. But that's, again, not the question we're asking. Even if you can't point to that moment, it doesn't mean oh, we're not asking that question again. We're asking, what is this embryo day one? I think Lila and Kristen, I didn't watch the whole debate yet, but you have, Mark. But mm. I believe they try to push toward that question, right? We're not asking, when does consciousness begin? We're asking, when does human life begin? What, what is this zygote? What is the embryo? Yeah. And that's a separate question. So I think Destiny is pointing to something good that we're just not asking. That's not our question. When do you become conscious? Because really, it's not relevant to us. We're saying, when do you become a human? And there's a clear distinction there from sperm and egg parts to a whole zygote. Right. Whole and why is consciousness uh, value giving? That's I mean, the that, question. Yeah. And I didn't see that come up much in the uh, in the debate, but that's really the issue. Why, why does he place value on consciousness? Yeah. That's really the issue, is it not? Absolutely, because like us saying to be human is sufficient for personhood, we need to defend that. Yeah. But he must defend why he chose consciousness. And it's interesting that he, a conscious human, chose something about himself to say, you must be like me to be a person. That's exactly like me right. and you having white skin saying you must have white skin to be a person. It's at best arbitrary, at worst prejudice. All right. I'd say it's a, a height of bigotry often. Yeah. Um, and the reason why he says that he ascribes that as the uh, as the point at which he would uh, give personhood to the unborn is because we have come to a consensus that basically mm -hmm. said this is what we have understood or believed that persons are. Yeah. So, again, it's just groupthink. All right, let's move on. This is, uh, again, uh, Destiny uh, talking about the difference between a pre-conscious baby and a medically induced coma. Oh. So go ahead and play that clip. Not even going to let me finish, but I'll tell you the difference. The difference is, is there's a difference between a thing and a thing that something will become. Those are two fundamentally different things. So when you say, what's the difference between a fetus that hasn't developed the parts to have consciousness yet versus what's the difference Excuse between me, me, the fetus. I told Wait. you she wouldn't let me finish. Versus just, what's the difference between me who's finish, currently unconscious and will become conscious later after anesthesia will wake up. The difference is, is you're not developing the capacity to have consciousness. There's a continuation of a prior conscious experience. All the parts are there to create a conscious experience. They're just temporary, yeah, that's temporarily that's the alleviated. Fetus. They're just No, it's not because Hold the on, fetus let, has let never finish, been conscious and doesn't have the parts to deploy mm. the conscious experience. So there's fundamentally a difference. Was that two or three interruptions that I said were going to happen, right? There's mm. fundamentally a difference between a thing doesn't even have the capability to, to have a conscious experience versus somebody else's is temporarily mm. abated by a drug. That well, listen, we don't agree with him, of course, mm. but it, it is true what he's mm. saying, right? Again, why does that make that important? Why are they valuable? Right. And it's our friend Stephanie Gray Connors. Her question I've heard her say is, well, you are saying this is a potential person, not a question, but statement. We are saying it's a person with great potential. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference I think that we're going to get into. He sees persons as constructed things like this table. It was built from the outside. Embryos and persons are different. We begin to exist and develop our own according to the type of thing that we are, the kind of being we are. So there's a categorical difference. I think that Destiny keeps making a categorical error, which will come out more clear in the debate later Explain on. Explain that what that is. So categorical error is where you apply the wrong category. Like you ask a question, when does human life begin? And say, well, the uh, religions don't agree on that. But it's not a religious question. Religion, philosophy deal with personhood, value. But whether you're a human is a merely scientific question. You must stick in the right category. Gotcha. Scientific question, That's scientific good. answer. Philosophical, philosophical answer. That's good. All right, next clip. Uh, he admits that the preborn are alive, mm. which almost everyone on college campuses does these days. Sure. I mean, really, they'd be denying science, which some of them do. Dead things don't grow and they're growing. <laughs> so. uh, but they're still not a person. So mm. go ahead and play this clip. 
saying? Not wait, hold on. You hold keep on. saying if it's consciousness, but you just said not living, it's not a living they, human yeah. being. Are they dead? Is, is, it's is not a, fetus, a person. It's not a person. Is a fetus person. in a womb that's who's 12 said, weeks though. dead? Or is it alive? It's not a person. Is it? Wait, that's you just said. You just said it wasn't a living human being. So answer the question. It's not a person. You can try to trap me on semantics, but everybody in the audience knows what I'm saying. But, Your but, heart is living, but it's I, not a person. A so fetus it, is living, alive? but it's not a person. Well, yeah, of course admit, it's not. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, but you were saying abortion. Mitosis occurs. There's metabolism happening. Just, it's getting external nutrients. Just yeah, to clarify, just, yeah. just to make sure I'm understanding. You, yes, were saying, you were saying that abortion isn't gory the way, or it doesn't matter that abortion is gory the way embalming or cremation might be, because it's not mm-hmm. taking the life of a living mm-hmm. person something okay you said human being but then you change it to person because you realized yeah. that was bad to say human being because you already agreed that humans start at fertilization sure. so but it, abortion does end the life of something no yeah it does it, ends, it? it's terminating some process metabolistic what, what, thing, okay yeah. so it does so abortion it ends life yeah it, it's, it if ends you consider it. yeah it's a living thing yeah so is abortion killing i think something yeah what does abortion kill a fetus what is a fetus However you want to define it. Is it a fetus a human? There's a scientific definition. You can end it there. <laughs> There's a lot of agreement, actually, here in some mm-hmm. ways. You know, He talks about the difference between humanity and personhood, mm-hmm. right? The, mm-hmm. side, the, the biology and the science versus the legal and philosophical, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes we interchange those. We shouldn't. Right. I mean, no, it's true. Like we have to talk about this in the proper categories again. Right. Right. And so he seems to be acknowledging the scientific fact because destiny is not someone who is denying general science, but his philosophical worldview is just fundamentally different. Not Mm -hmm. all humans make the cut. And I just have to again say this is not new. The Hutus looked at Tutsis and said, you're different, you're cockroaches. The mm-hmm. Aryans under Hitler, I mean, everyone following his movement looked at Jews and said, you're parasites were the mentally, physically handicapped, special needs people said, you're a useless eater. We always use dehumanizing terms to say just a fetus. But that's just not complete. What kind of fetus? I'd want to ask him, what kind mm-hmm. of fetus is this destiny? I think he'd probably admit a human fetus, yeah, which is a would. human being, of course right? Yeah. But again, not a person. Right. All right. Next clip, uh, he talks about the process of developing consciousness. That Mm -hmm. is his main crux of his argument. Right. And so he doubles down on this. So go ahead and play the next clip. Explain it for me, because I don't think you understand what happens at the moment of conception. Okay. You probably know the process better than me. Okay. So I'm going to try my best. Okay. And then correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So. The egg sees a bunch of sperm guys around. They let one in, usually, not always. Usually one comes in, and then the egg and the sperm come together. And when they come together, the cells begin to grow and divide. Now, over time, once you've gotten to hundreds or thousands of cells... Billions. Different billions of cells. (laughs) Probably not interested. There's like 100,000, 10,000, then eventually billions of Mm -hmm. cells, right? I think that you have little things called stem cells that go to different parts of the body and begin to grow and develop mm-hmm. based on the genetic code you have and how things are being directed right during that process, okay? I'm sure there's a more complicated way to explain it. That's about as well I understand it. So what I would say is when does the baby get consciousness? It's not magical. What happens is, is there are parts of your brain that stem cells are hanging out in that are slowly growing out and developing. It's getting nutrients from the mom. It's developing along some normal path. And at some point, it develops the parts, and then those parts begin to metabolize things and function, and then you have that conscious experience. So you just said... Well, there you go. He's leaning back in his chair, feeling pretty comfortable right now. It's also a long debate, so I might do that too. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because the host says and tells him to sit up in his chair. Oh, he does. (laughs) Sit up, right? And then he does, but... But anyway, yeah, obviously he's very, very comfortable yeah. with this position. Yeah. And he obviously takes time to debate this and yeah. thinks through. Obviously, we don't agree. But I, I loved how he kind of put all that together, actually, to be honest mm. with you. He described what, you know, the process of becoming conscious. But yeah. again, 
what's the problem with his worldview? Well, yeah, and I think I think he's a student of David Boonin, right, who wrote uh, Defense of Abortion, his book, where he argues it's in the 20-some weeks where the baby has organized cortical brain activity. Mm-hmm. And that they might not be conscious, but they have the structures in place. They could be conscious, right. and therefore they are to have value. So, again, it's a fundamental – I think the next clip you're going to get into shows us more evidence. It clearly is the difference of how we view humans, constructed or developed kind of things. Right, right. So the next clip – he uses an analogy of cars and mm-hmm. the parts of a car yeah. and how they need to come together to create what he calls the vroom vroom. The vroom, vroom. <laughs> Go ahead and play the clip. The yes. reason the child got consciousness is because the child, the human, developed its consciousness yes. naturally. Just Correct. like you will develop yeah. as you get Correct. older, yes. age, you'll, be, you'll have yep. an aging process. The toddler That's will right. develop yep. age into an adolescent. And until you've developed the parts necessary... To have a conscious experience, you're not having And we're one. saying that's illogical and it's unjust. It's not illogical. And you're, it's perfectly well, logical. You're, well, you Just like early. if I give you the blueprints yeah. and the parts and I show you something, it's not a blueprint, the parts though. and the blueprint don't go vroom, vroom. But when but, I put the car together and I turn the key on, it does go vroom, vroom. vroom. I wouldn't say that just because but, I've got the parts and I've got the blueprint, but, I've got the vroom, vroom. I would say after it's all put together, then it has the vroom, destiny, vroom. destiny, unlike yes. a car and parts and someone putting in a key, uh-huh. an embryo that's developing is self-developing and self actual with nourishment and time with okay, nourishment so. and time it's you okay. can say a self-building car that's building sure. as it goes I'll say a self if you want to use so, a self-building car a self-building car with all the parts in the blueprint that can disassemble so itself is still not a car self- until it's put hold together on, itself hold on hold on if we want to use your car analogy okay, gotcha. Let's if use I that. go buy a baby Tesla because it's a tiny self-building baby Tesla and if yeah. I leave it in a room with oxygen and put a couple gasoline things along the wall baby Tesla Musk, yeah. will develop into this mega beautiful Tesla okay mm-hmm. I would be very angry with anyone who came into my garage where baby Tesla was and killed baby Tesla and said, well, it wasn't a Tesla yet because it wasn't big and and all the way developed. I would say it it would have been if you didn't kill it, if you didn't destroy my Tesla. It would have been. But it was still a Tesla. All right, we can leave it there. You know, he uses one of the techniques that we teach, which is finding common ground. Sure. Right. He does. He says, well, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I agree. Right. Certain things are true. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, moves on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. This is where I think we really see his categorical error. So he's put human beings in the category of constructed things like cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all agree. No one. In, I mean, people may debate when a car becomes a car. Some might say right. um, it's when the car has the ability to actually have everything in place. Others might say it's not a car until it drives off the track and stuff. But no one would think that the first two plates that come together are a car because cars are slowly developed over time. The difference with the embryo, with all living things, is we develop on our own, right? So mm-hmm. Maureen Conduct, University of Utah, neurobiologist, her, anyone who wants to read this, um, check out her paper, When Does Human Life Begin a Scientific Perspective? She's very clear saying, A, living thing, an embryo is an organism. It's a self-integrating whole being. And so clearly it develops differently. The mom is needed nourishment protection for sure, just like babies, um, newborn babies need the moms and fathers for nourishment protection, but they're developing on their own. I think this whole, like, he's just building this idea that until you are conscious, you're not a person. What if we just change the terms and said, what if we said until you can sexually reproduce, you're not a, not a person? Newborn girls, right. I do not have the ability to sexually reproduce. Mm-hmm. When you just arbitrarily select a thing like consciousness or sexual reproduction, some humans get left out. But newborn girls will eventually have that ability. They just need time to develop. They are still the kind of things that have the natural ability to do that. They just need time to grow. Right, right. 
So we're commenting on this uh, this podcast here, this debate between uh, Kristen Hawkins and uh, Lila Rose on one side mm-hmm. and Destiny. That's his handle on um, social media on the program podcast uh, at uh, whatever, hmm, whatever, whatever is the program. So anyway, we got a couple left here. The next one, he talks about how he values human consciousness and that experience. So mm-hmm. go ahead and play the clip. OK, why? Why does the development process matter so much to you? The development process matters because there is a thing that I am valuing. The thing that I value mm-hmm. is the human conscious experience. No, it's not. It's, you deve- it's, but, 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 hold on, but hold Destiny, on, hold I don't on. think that's correct. It's, the, the, it's because the thing that I'm yeah. valuing is, or more precisely mm-hmm. as I said before, it's the capacity, the underlying structure to deploy that conscious it's, experience. You, yes, and, and, now, mm-hmm. when you talk about a person undergoing anesthesia, okay, mm-hmm. they have the underlying mechanism, they have the capacity to develop a conscious experience. But why does the capacity ma- matter to it you so much? Abates, it abates mm-hmm. for a while because they might be asleep or under okay. medically induced coma, whatever, sure. and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. But there is a thing, even when it's temporarily ceasing, mm-hmm. there's a thing that we can speak of. There was a conscious experience. There was a person that knew what it was like to be a thing, to be a person. That subjective experience existed. It might be temporarily abated, but all the machinery is still there to deploy the exact same one, and then they'll come back and deploy the same conscious experience. If I were to create a human, Okay. Mm-hmm. Up until the moment that first conscious experience happens, there is no prior experience to speak of. That's why well, when you guys that's, keep, actually not that's why when you There you go. Hmm. Listen, we hear this all the time on college campuses, right? I mean, he he's got it down pretty well. Uh how would you respond? Well, so it's interesting that consciousness matters so much until it's lost temporarily like a medically induced coma and then suddenly they say, "Well, no, they've had it in the past." So why would it be wrong for a doctor to kill this person in the coma? There's presently no consciousness. If it's really that quality that makes you valuable, it's not there now. And you can say, well, they had it in the past. When you say that you're you're referring to the kind of thing they are, they're a human with this in their past. And so they're kind of defaulting to our worldview that by definition, conscious or not, humans have value. So I think Destiny is actually, I I see what he's saying here, but he's showing a problem in his worldview that he has no way of having any consistent over time value. Because when it's a quality like consciousness that comes and goes over time, you sleep at night, you lack some a bit of it, right? You get knocked out, you lack a bit of it. So the question is really, at the end of the day, is it consciousness that matters? Or is it what you are, the kind of thing you are? If it is consciousness, even in a medically induced coma, you don't have it right now. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to be killed at will. Mm-hmm. It seems he's defaulting to our world. be saying, no, but they are still something that's unique about them, their humanness. Well, he stakes his entire claim on this, doesn't he? He sure does. And it's funny that he didn't bring up bodily autonomy, which is mm, commonly yeah. taken on, on on college campuses. He really stuck with this all the way through. So he was trying to be consistent to that. And I didn't hear the whole, you listened more than me, Mark. Did it ever come up the, um, the issue of if it's a quality like consciousness, there's no human equality because we all have different levels of consciousness. So. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I didn't watch the entire forum. It's an important four question hours. to ask someone like <laughs> Destiny. All right. Last clip. Uh, he talks about how there can be harm to a future person. This is an interesting one, which I thought was one of the stronger arguments that uh, Kristen and Lila made. Go ahead. Make the Make sure. I don't have to think about it, you know. Okay, fair enough. We have the Lifeline Apologetics. Hey, thank you, man, for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, Destiny, since you hold there is no consciousness at conception personhood, do you believe a woman should be able to drink and smoke mm-hmm. from the earliest question. point of pregnancy if she doesn't get an abortion? Um, I would say no, mm-hmm. because you're committing harm to a future person. Whoa. 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 So is it committing harm to a future person to dismember no. them at 19 weeks? No, because you're preventing that future person from existing. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. (laughs) Does he say anything more? Okay. That's it. That's enough. 
I mean, it's just so funny. This we hear this all the time on campus too. Like we ask students, so it's okay to abort the child? Yeah, that's fine. Would it be wrong to binge drink just to cause fetal alcohol syndrome or something? Oh wait, that's not okay. So it's okay to it's it's not okay to harm. It's fine to kill. It's confusing because killing seems like the ultimate harm, doesn't it? If you prevent, if it's wrong to deny someone a quote unquote normal existence, isn't it also wrong to deny them any existence? I think it's a major inconsistency in his position. And also, how can you? I, I can't harm this table. It's not a person. It's a, it's, a, it's not a it's not a living thing. So again, I, I think he's showing here the difference in worldview. But this is a powerful point, I think. That what are we harming? It's not the mom. It's not the dad. It's that being inside. So I think he's acknowledging there's something there about that being that matters. Mm -hmm. Question is what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. Uh, this isn't new to you, right? This is what we hear no. on college yeah, campuses commonly. Mm -hmm. uh, we've heard these all before. Uh, he, he does a pretty good job in presenting the position, right? Yeah. Uh, we did our best to, to respond to them. And friends, if you want to find out more, you can go to createdequal.org. Uh, Steth has a website on our page called Let's Talk Abortion, which covers basically every argument you can imagine on abortion. We need to be those types of people that can go into the public square and debate the destinies. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not going to run into yeah. destinies very often, to be honest with you. Most people don't have this down the way he does. But we need to be able to do that. And we don't just need people like you and me. Yeah, <laughs> we right. need the common person. And I mean that in the best sense that. Uh, we know everybody out there making the case. If you would just just put a fine point on this. Uh, you know, I found this very instructive, frankly, I, I you know, to see him and them debate. Uh, I'd love to see more of this kind yeah. of thing online and um, just just give your overall kind of sense of, of destiny's position and how we can respond. I just think that. I think that this shows that too often this becomes intellectual exercise for us. Mm -hmm. I can see he's fleshing out a fairly consistent worldview, fundamental difference. But at the end of the day, he is arguing for something that leads to the death of many. Right. And so I enjoy intellectual debates. I know those are a good thing to do. But really, this is about um, we've been divorced from the reality that real women and fathers are hurting because of the choice they made in the past. Babies are dead because of what's happening. So and there's historical context here that they are one in a long march of denying rights to humans who are just different from them. And that's a very unjust thing to do. Right. And to use intellectual arguments to defend that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Seth. Appreciate you being sure on. Thing. Hopefully that's helpful to you. And if you have any questions, you can enter them into the comments on our uh, social media platforms. So, friends, we have recently launched our new LED mobile billboards, and that is where we've got screens on the sides and rears of a pickup truck. And we're taking these all around the country, especially to college campuses, large urban centers and the like. And we are attempting to purchase more of these LED screens. And here's why. Because other pro-life organizations are interested in deploying this type of tactic and we're the ones with the expertise. We spent the time in R&D to develop these uh, projects, and we have the sophistication to actually deploy them. So they're coming to us. And so we need to raise more money so we can buy more screens and get them out onto the streets and in our cities. So, friends, this is the project. It's the LED billboard truck project. And I want to play this promo clip for you, and I'll comment on the other side. Hey, Mark Harrington here, president of Created Equal, and I have some exciting news to tell you. Created Equal is taking our Jumbotron technology mobile. Our new mobile video billboards consist of three LED screens. 
mounted on the sides and rear of a pickup truck. By taking this technology mobile, we increase our reach dramatically. Instead of having people come to us, we go to them. These video screens are also versatile enough to be removed and displayed on a college campus or any urban setting, including in front of a high school or abortion center. Images of injustice awaken the conscience. It's a baby. Right. It's It's innocent. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called this phenomenon creative tension. Images of injustice Mm. cause people to think about something they would normally ignore. You've heard the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a video is worth a million words. The fact is, abortion pictures and videos change hearts and minds. If you'd like this project to come to your college or town, or if you'd like to donate to our work, contact us at createdequal.org. Well, there you go, folks. This is cutting edge technology and created equal is on the front lines and we need your help. We're trying to raise enough money to buy another one of these mobile billboard units so we can deploy them in uh, in the other other parts of the United States. So we're trying to raise fifty five thousand dollars that will buy the pickup truck and the screen units. That's three screens to go on the back of the pickup truck in the bed because we have other organizations that are interested in, in deploying these uh, these tactics. So, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to deploy one of these screens in Southern California during the uh, event that the survivors of the abortion Holocaust are holding here in July. And so your money can be put to work, work right away. And if you want to support the work of Created Equal, if you want to help us get more of these LED screens and deploy them all across America in college campuses, high schools, outside of abortion centers, and in city squares, then you can go to createdequal.org. That's createdequal.org. Click on the donate link and send us a gift and help us raise this $55,000 so we can continue to deploy this type of technology. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.